Odysseus and the Cyclops Odysseus, king of the land of Ithaca, was on his way home. After a long war against the city of Troy, he and other Greek soldiers sailed for their homelands. Odysseus had twelve ships in his fleet, and they made a fine sight as they dipped and rose on the great blue sea. But a storm blew up and carried the ships towards a strange island. Exhausted by their struggle with the wind, the men were glad to step on the beach and to rest there. Next day, the Greeks noticed the smoke of fires on the mainland not very far away. They could hear goats and sheep bleating. The sound of men's deep voices carried them over the sea. Odysseus decided to explore. He left most of his ships and his men on the island and took only one ship. Loading it with bread and wine, the Greeks set off for the mainland. As they neared it, they could see a cave in the cliffs with a stone wall built outside its entrance. Warily, they waded ashore and explored the cave. It was empty, except for some young sheep and goats. Someone had left pails and bowls for milking. And someone had made cheeses that were bigger than a man's height. Odysseus' men wanted to steal the cheeses and return to their ship. But Odysseus refused. He was curious. He wanted to see who lived there. It was so quiet and so peaceful. There could be no danger from a shepherd. He chose twelve men and sent the others back to the ship. The twelve men followed him into the cave. They were afraid, but Odysseus was their commander, and they would obey him in all things. They waited and waited. No one came. They relaxed, lit a fire, toasted and ate some of the cheeses and fell asleep. The sun crossed the sky and gradually slipped into the sea. Then they heard huge, heavy footsteps and instantly awoke. A huge shadow fell across the entrance to the cave, blocking out the last of the daylight. It was Polyphemus, the giant. He was known to the Greeks as one of the Cyclops, a race of giants with a single eye in the middle of their foreheads. The men fled, terrified, into the darkest corner of the cave, where they hid from sight. At first, the Cyclops did not see them. He drove his sheep and goats into the cave and prepared for his night's rest. First, he turned to a flat stone that lay at the cave's entrance. It was so large and so heavy that 24 teams of horses could not have dragged it away. The Cyclops picked it up effortlessly and dropped it across the doorway. The Greeks were trapped. The Cyclops then milked his goats and sheep, filling the bowls to the brim. He threw wood on the fire. By its light he caught sight of Odysseus and his men. You are strangers, boomed the giant with a voice like thunder echoing around the mountains. Who are you and where do you come from? Odysseus spoke up. We are Greeks, he said. We are sailing to our homes. In the name of the gods, let us go peacefully on our way. The Cyclops roared with laughter. My people do not care about your gods. Suddenly, he reached out with his huge hands and grasped two of the Greeks. 
He threw them on the fire and toasted them and ate them. Odysseus and the remaining ten men watched in horror. They could do nothing. When the giant finished his meal, he drank a bowl of milk and lay down to sleep amongst his sheep. Odysseus drew his sword from its sheath. Now was the time to kill the Cyclops. But he drew back. How could he and his men move the huge stone that lay across the entrance to the cave? Once all the cheeses had been eaten, they too would die of hunger, trapped in a cave. So they hid in a corner and waited for daybreak to come. Next morning the giant awoke, stretched himself, snatched two more of the Greeks, threw them on the fire and ate them. Again he milked his goats and his sheep and collected them together at the mouth of the cave. He lifted the stone clear and drove out the animals to graze on the green hills. Turning, he replaced the stone, laughing as he did so and blocking off the escape of the Greeks. Odysseus and the remaining eight men could hear Polyphemus whistling merrily as he led the sheep and goats to their pastures. The Greeks were in despair. What can we do? they asked Odysseus. We will all die two by two by two. Odysseus was famous for his cunning. In the past, he had tricked many enemies. He now laid his plans to defeat the Cyclops. In the cave, the Greeks found a tree trunk as tall as a ship's mast, which the giant carried as a shepherd's staff. Odysseus told his men to draw their knives and to cut off a piece about a man's height. They sharpened one end to a fine point, as if making a shaft for a spear. They held this point in the fire to harden it. After it cooled, they hid the sharpened spear under leaves and branches, and they sat down to wait for the return of the Cyclops. As the sun set, Polyphemus came home. He moved the doorstone and drove his sheep and goats into the cave. He blocked the entrance and sat down to milk his animals just as before. Then he reached out and seized two men. He bashed their heads against the rocks, threw them on the fire and ate them. Now there were only six Greeks and Odysseus left. The Greeks had brought some of their wine with them. Odysseus filled a bowl and offered it to the giant. The Cyclops drank deeply and smacked his lips. Mmm, he had never tasted wine as sparkling as this. More, more, he demanded. Odysseus filled the bowl for the second time. Polyphemus emptied it. Tell me your name, stranger, he called out. For I can offer presents too. Odysseus filled the bowl for the third time. Again, the giant drained it. My name is Nobody, said Odysseus. And what gift will you offer to Nobody? The Cyclops laughed cruelly. <sighs> Your gift, stranger, is this. I will eat the others first and Nobody last of all. But the wine had made him drowsy and soon he fell into a deep, drunken sleep. Odysseus and his men lifted the sharp stake and pushed it into the fire. It soon glowed with heat. The men carried the stake towards the sleeping Cyclops and with a fierce thrust they drove it into the giant's only eye. Then came a sound like red-hot iron dipped in cold water and Odysseus twisted the spear. 
the Greeks ran to hide in the furthest corner of the cave as the giant leaped to his feet, screaming in pain. He flung himself from one side of the cave to the other, shouting at the top of his voice. Other giants, hearing the scream, ran up to the cave's entrance and called out to the cyclops. What do you shout about? What do you shout about? They asked. We can't sleep. Our rock is attacking you. The cyclops called back to them. Nobody is here. Nobody has tricked me. Nobody has blinded me. The giants laughed. If nobody is there, then you are safe, my Venus. And they returned to their own caves. Now it was the turn of the cunning Odysseus to laugh. In the morning, the blind Cyclops could tell by the bleating of his sheep that they wanted to leave the cave. He moved the door stone, but sat in the doorway, groping for the men with his huge hands, for he knew they were still there. They could not escape, for if they tried to run past him, the giant would seize them and eat them. Odysseus cleverly tied the sheep together in threes. Under each of the middle sheep, he tied one of his men. He chose the biggest ram for himself and clung beneath it, hanging on tightly to its woolly fleece. As the sheep passed him, the cyclops ran his hands over the back of the animals, feeling for the Greeks. But he did not find the men slung underneath the sheep. The last one to go through the entrance was the biggest ram. The giant stopped it and stroked its back. Odysseus held his breath. Would the giant find him? Polyphemus let the ram go. Outside the cave, Odysseus dropped off and untied his men. They ran to their ship, driving the sheep before them. Hurriedly, they set sail, away from the land of the giants. As they sailed away, Odysseus shouted at the top of his voice at Polyphemus, who was still sitting at the mouth of the cave, feeling for the Greeks, quite blind. Cyclops! Do not tell your friends that you were blinded by nobody. Tell them the truth. Tell them you were blinded by Odysseus of Greece. In a great rage, Polyphemus seized rocks and threw them into the sea, showering the Greeks with spray. For a time, the ships were washed back towards the mainland, and Odysseus had to steer carefully to escape. The Cyclops fell on his knees and prayed to the gods to take revenge on the cunning Odysseus. The gods, feeling sorry for the blind Cyclops, listened to his prayers. And among the gods, there were enemies of the crafty Odysseus. So before he reached his homeland, the king had to face many more perils and dangerous adventures. The End